J.M. and the A.M. Thank you, Rabbi Goldwasser. Well, one of the people that I uh, leaned on in the aftermath of the studio fire back on March the 27th uh, is Rabbi Benzion Klatsko. Many of you know him from Shabbat.com. Many of you are uh, aware of the fact that he's always introducing amazing initiatives. Uh, many of you may not be aware of the fact that uh, when it comes to episodes like mine, he could be a very, very comforting figure. And I'll take this opportunity, uh, even though it goes back to last year because we're already in 5783, but I will thank him <laughs> for being there uh, for me and so many others who go through traumatic situations, especially uh, those involving fire. And uh, thank him. And I'll remind everybody out there that when someone goes through a traumatic situation and goes through difficult times, all of us to whatever level and capacity, have the ability to uh, be sympathetic and to um, be understanding and to um, help that person get through the circumstances at hand. Keep that in mind. Uh, it's something that, um, that I hope is a positive outgrowth from this entire episode. Rabbi Benzion Klatsko today is being introduced as... Uh, one of the founders of Siyum Yomi, and we will explore what this whole thing is about here at JM and the AM. Rabbi Klatsko, a pleasure to welcome you back to JM and the AM. Thank you so much. Good morning, Nachum, and good morning to the listening audience. Uh, yes, and good morning and a good yard to you. And it does seem like you're always involved in some new creative initiative uh, in the Jewish world. Can you tell our audience what is Siyum Yomi. And by the way, for those who are not 100% familiar with the vernacular, I guess we should translate it as uh, daily completion. Would that be a good way of saying it? Yeah, that's exactly it. Completing something daily, and theum usually connotes a joyous occasion, like when right. one makes a theum, one makes a party. So um, uh, essentially, this is sort of um, the 20-second the background uh, during COVID, I had an opportunity to speak uh, once or twice a week in a, in, a, in a local yeshiva, and there were some young men, and I challenged them to make a difference in the world and to come up with some sort of a project. And, you know, some of them came up with theoretical ideas, but these two young men, they came up with um, Mishnayis, and they said, well, just, just Mishnayis is not a new thing, but if we did it in a way that people would feel connected, uh, and would feel like they're accomplishing something. So the idea of Siyum Yomi is to complete all of the Mishnahis in Shav every single day by a person accepting upon themselves to do one Mishnah a day, even though it's the same Mishnah. Right. So so a person can take the first Mishnah in Brachos, and they just repeat that Mishnah each day, maybe when they're putting their in away. It just takes um, 20 seconds, but if we have uh, enough people doing it, then we're able to make a film each day. And um, this is a tremendous cost to make a film, the big merit. And uh, we're doing it specifically for those who never can't have children and uh, and um, are doing anything in their power. We have a time involved, the organization, a time. They're excited about it, and we try uh, physically and medically uh, to do our research and to, to, to figure out what the cause is, but we can't forget our spiritual channels. 
and that's what Team Yomi is doing. I want to I want to talk about that, but I want to backtrack for a moment. Uh, you said that um, you know if, if membership reaches a certain level, a seum can be completed, a seum can be celebrated, so to speak, every single day. How many people do you need to do that if one person is studying the same Mishnah each day? And how many people are we up to so far with Siyum Yomi? So the answer to the first question is you need uh, a little over 4,000. Uh, the answer to the second question is you have to ask my boys. Uh, we're... we're <laughs> I, I, I don't know. They're the, they're the wonderful bean counters. Uh, we, I would say like this. We, we, since the initiative really started Rosh Hashanah, so it's only, uh, I mean, that, that's, when, that's when the cycle begins. Right. So we already have many hundreds of people sign up. Uh, we're not there yet. But um, but I think exposure in the Nachum Siegel show will, will go a long way. <laughs> I appreciate that very much. I just want people to know because they're probably curious how they could sign up. If they go to siumyomi.org, that's the easiest way, right? Right. And just the way it sounds, S-I-Y-U-M-Y-O-M-I.org. And if somebody doesn't have a – they don't have a computer or they don't have internet, then they would just call. There's a there's a hotline seven one eight six six four Yomi. Rabbi Ben Sion Klatsko is with us. Siumyomi.org. S i y u m y o m i dot org. Honestly, Rabbi Klatsko, knowing how these initiatives work and how people you know hop on the bandwagon, when it's a relatively easy uh, thing to do each day. I don't think you're going to have much trouble getting over four thousand in the near future. Amen. Amen. I'll take that as a bracha from a tzaddik. <laughs> no, not a tzaddik, but I just think because when one observes the Jewish community and sees what happens when people, you know, pitch in a little here, a little there, whether it's money or Torah study, whatever the case may be, it always seems like that goal is really attainable. Yeah, absolutely. We, we've even talked about having multiple human a day. And, um, and one of the things I, I think to think about is that if we if we're able to do this, then each day we can uh, honor another person uh, with making the grand film for the Jewish people. And each day, whether it's uh, Holocaust Memorial Day or whether it's for Ari Fold or for for whatever it is, we can have specific um, things to remember. And each day becomes a, its own um, edifice, its own memorial. Right. Uh, do you envision, by the way, that each day would have a formal seum? And I'm, I'm getting to something here because, uh, and you'll get my point in a minute, but, you know, when a formal seum takes place, there is a, uh, you know, there's a text that's recited, which, by the way, takes a lot longer than the one Mishnah that one would be studying each day. <laughs> a, a text that's recited, I assume there would be an audience participation that would be encouraged, uh, whether it be, you know, live on one of the social media sites or a program like this, wherever it might be. So do you envision that there would actually be a celebratory seum each and every day? Yes, yes, definitely. Um, I don't know how big the audience would be if it would be live, but a concept like uh, if we're floating, a concept on, you know, the theme of the day in the Nachum Siegel show or 
something like that. I, I think it's uh, Kiddush Hashem. Oh, I agree with you. That it's a Kiddush Hashem. I just and what I'm getting at, and maybe I'm just one of those old guys out there that <laughs> that, that you know mar- marvels at the way that these things move forward technologically. But I, I you know, the Seum in general has been under scrutiny for the last couple of decades, uh, primarily because of the way we lean on the seum to be able to eat meat during the nine days, right? So everyone's always got their opinion about the seum. Uh, and, and and then, of course, when Dafyomi became, you know, a really uh, hot activity, thank God, uh, there are people who save up their seumim, you know, for an occasion that they may need, whether it's a yard site or some type of celebration. So they save up those, you know, last passages of each mesechta. And it seems, and excuse the term, I'm, I'm using Using it only for the context of this conversation, it seems in a way that the seum is somewhat of a stunt. Now, I agree with you if you if you would say that it's a good stunt because look what it's doing. It's spreading Torah and it's encouraging people to hop aboard. Is this something that in 2022 we just have to accept that in order to you know continue and increase the amount of Torah study, there needs to be some shtick or some stunt associated with it? Um, yeah, I mean... Outside of the pageantry of what a seum means, the the idea that we could complete something in a in a day when people feel a little bit down on themselves and a, perhaps a little bit depressed and you know they want to feel like wow you know I can accomplish I could start something I can finish it or even more so I could feel part of a cloud. Uh, you, you had you had mentioned that I have uh, about dot com. So one one of the things, and I, I just did this yesterday, is I, I reached out for Shana Tova to some of our mass audience in France and Argentina, and, and I got some messages back, people saying, I feel so disconnected from the Jewish community. That's why I signed up. I want to get connected. Can you imagine if that person, were, if I were to say, do, do a Mishnah a day, and then you're going to feel connected because you're going to be part of a larger community that just did something magnificent. And each day you can have a stake in that. Um, I think emotionally, it's a, it, it could be a very wellness uh, kind of a thing to do. And you have, um, look, you have a, obviously a great appreciation between the website, the app, and all the other traditional and your social media. Obviously, you have a tremendous appreciation, rightfully so, for the power of social media and the power of technology, especially as it relates uh, to the growth uh, in Judaism that people are seeking around the world. Uh, in the old days, I guess, you know, if, if there would be a, a people at a minion, people uh, in shul every day, you'd be limited to them in order to do something bachabura. You'd be limited to them in order to do something in a group. And today, Today, uh, and, and this is the, the really positive aspect of it, one can study a Mishnah, and at the same time, or during the same day, thousands of others can be mashlim, can be completing a, a siyum, a, a seder of Mishnayis, or Shisha Sidre Mishnah, who knows, um, you know, collectively, and it, it, it's it's almost you know it, it's almost hard to conceive if you tell anybody in Jewish history that you could reach thousands of people each day and be part of a seum that's taking place and connecting people from thousands of miles away. It would be so it, it would be vastly impossible for them to even understand the concept. Do you sometimes just sit back and say to yourself, "Wow, what an unbelievable era we're living in"? Yeah, I love that you put it like that. I really think it's it's something that the previous Doros couldn't fathom. And um, th- today we we can use technology and a uh, way of connecting each other to to accomplish something which which individually is not a big thing, but collectively uh, it's a statement. 
and we're, we're all about statements in Judaism. And just the fact that um, there, I mean, through so many initiatives, including this one, one can spend a minute or two. I mean, this is the whole Mishnah Yomi revolution, right? You spend a minute or two or three minutes or four minutes, whatever it is per day. And, you know, after a while, you know, look back at having accomplished such an amazing thing, such an incredible experience and accomplishment is really unbelievable. And it's something that's uh, unique, obviously, to this generation for the reasons we said, right? Ben Sion Klatsko is with us. We're talking about Siyum Yomi, S-I-Y-U-M-Y-O-M-I.org. It's very simple. If uh, everybody who signs up studies one Mishnah per day, eventually, on a daily basis, there is going to be a Siyum that's taking place, a legitimate Siyum that's taking place, linking thousands of people around the world. Uh, you mentioned that there's a special a part of this initiative um, that's being dedicated, or I should say the initiative in general is being dedicated to those couples who have not yet been blessed with children. And um, you mentioned you know, the support of organizations and research that's going on. Uh, but in general, this is a good time of year to ask someone like you or by Klatsko, uh, who 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 understands what it is to be sensitive to the uh, situations that others are going through, um, to remind all of us just how sensitive it is for those who are in a situation like that. And uh, often there's not you know anything that can be said, although some might not agree with that, uh, can be said that's comforting to them. But there needs to be a level of understanding, a level of compassion in our community for those who are in that type of situation. What can you tell us about this message this time of year? Uh, this is this is something near and dear to my heart. Well, you know, we didn't have kids right away in the beginning, and you know, Baruch Hashem, today we have a large family. But Hashem gave a, a little taste of wanting, and each month waiting and wondering: Are we defective? Are we incapable? Are we? And are, are we going to build a family, or is this? Are we going to be one of those who? Just struggle for years and years, and uh, you know, every everyone tries to put their best face forward. But when you see a couple like that, um, you know, the, the 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 sympathy, the empathy, and um, the sensitivity, as you as you said, uh, has to be has to be really strong because they, it, they wouldn't show how much they're hurting because it's it's not so dignified to to make a big deal out of it each time they see a bar mitzvah or a chasna and everyone's dressing up their little kindalach and matching outfits. But inside, it could be very painful. Um, so um, in, in whatever way we can, you know, thank God. We and had a grand, grandson yesterday. And this um, little yeah, last night I uh, went to the hospital and, and I spoke to my son about that kind of sensi- sensitivity because we're about to be somewhere where somebody else is having a struggle. You want to celebrate, but you don't want to overly celebrate to make someone else feel feel lacking. And I say this time of year, and and you just alluded to it, but I'm gonna I'm gonna say it even further. Um, mm-hmm. When one sees you know a father and child standing and listening to the chauffeur together, and one when and when one sees uh, mm-hmm. uh, a family sitting in a sukkah and enjoying a meal together. And when one sees Simchas Torah and the boys and girls having a great time with their parents as we celebrate the, uh, uh, the completion of the Torah, the, these things that we all take for granted, not a criticism, just a reality, uh, are, are such sensitive episodes for people in the situation that you just described. 
So we go, we go through our day and it's, you know, essentially no big deal. Every one of these steps is a big deal to those who are not yet parents. So it's certainly something to keep in mind. And like I said, this time of year, especially. Absolutely. And I, I would even put, you know, flip it over and say, if you do have children and you're having somewhat of a struggle with them, uh, don't forget to thank God and say, you know, I got my struggles and got my challenges, but thank God Hashem blessed me and trusted me with these children and I'll take them with all their peklach and all the difficulty. I have to have hakara satov. Yeah, well, that's an important message. You're right about that, right? Ben Sion Klatsko is with us. I'm at siumyomi.org. Siumyomi.org. You mentioned the phone number for those who aren't online. What could you tell them about uh, signing up for Siumyomi? Yeah, so, so I'll give you the phone number. First off, it's 718 yomi Y-O-M-I, and that is 664-9664. Um, there is an Israeli number as well. It's 72 Five two zero nine six six four. The idea of calling, and we, we originally we originally set this up in order uh, for those who don't have access to the internet to be able to join as well. Uh, they just call, and we have a, a very uh, sophisticated automated system which says, you know, if to pick Zroim, uh, choose one; to pick Mayit, choose two. To pick Parak Olive, choose one, and then this way you can actually choose on the phone uh, if you don't have a computer. But uh, if you do have a computer, I'd recommend it's just quick. Yeah, yeah, understood. That's that. the, that's the easiest way. We get it. But if those of you without uh, access, seven one eight six six four Yomi seven one eight six six four. Yomi. Um, it's Siyom uh, Yomi, everybody. It's another initiative, another amazing way for people to connect around the world through Torah study. And everybody out there, if you uh, make sure to sign up, uh, you can help everybody get to uh, everyone at Siyom Yomi get to the thousands that they need to actually make a Siyom each and every day, which is, as we said, something that uh, our <laughs> our ancestors would never believe that we would be connected to this level. Uh, and um, I mentioned earlier on my Klatsko about uh, your sensitivity toward those who've been through traumatic episodes, and I thank you for the support that you've given us uh, during our difficult time. Uh, how do you keep going when people ask you uh, about surviving tragic situations and people ask you about a perspective, again, especially this time of year? I can imagine uh, you, like I, probably uh, had 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 different thoughts than others when we were reading Miva Aisha, Miva Mayim. Uh, this past Rosh Hashanah, um, what do you what do you say the secret is? What could you tell our audience in general who are struggling with really difficult situations about getting through them? Yeah, it, it's very difficult as the situation is happening in the moment to really focus. That's the truth. We're very human, and and no one can be blamed for uh, feeling down. But the the real secret in in all of life is to focus on the bracha. And um, th- there is always bracha, and it's, uh, it's much easier to stare at the accident than it is to notice the smooth traffic. But uh, Hashem gives us a lot of bracha, and uh, if, if we focus on that bracha, we'll see in the grand scheme of things, in a certain way, gamzayavar. And uh, it, it, it will pass, and it doesn't mean we're going to recover everything. We're not. Some losses are... Our losses, they're just a loss, it's part of life, and it's sad. 
but in general, we focus on bracha, and we're able to get to it because we know that there's much more bracha than there is than there are challenges. So, what's the better perspective on the fourth day of the new year? Should I be saying, "God, please just give me a peaceful, calm year," or should I be saying, "God, give me the type of year you think I need"? <laughs> which one? Which one do you think is a better one? <laughs> I would say the first one. <laughs> oh, good. I'm, I'm glad that's legitimate because, frankly, that's what's been going through my mind for the last week. <laughs> yeah, listen, like, you know, I, I've heard people say, "Look, I, I God is much more creative than me." I just say, "God, do you do your thing." But I, I mean, and I, I I relate to that, and that's part of the Muna. But I don't I don't know if that's Fila. Fila means. I, I want something, and right. I, I'm able to speak as a as a person who needs something, and I turn to the king, and you can give it, and I can ask it, and and that's how that works. Yeah, that is how that works, and let's hope that in fact uh, all these amazing prayers that we are undertaking, and especially the extra ones that we are uh, undertaking during these ten days, in fact, lead to an amazing year for all of Klal for everybody, and. Uh, hopefully more and more people will sign up for things like CEO Miomi and, uh, and, and utilize the technology that you've so brilliantly through Shabbat.com have utilized to enhance people's Shabbatot. Hopefully this will enhance people's uh, Torah study and their learning. Uh, by the way, is there a, uh, I, I have here a uh, selection from a Klatsko entitled Ain Kelokainu. Would you like to hear it to wrap up this conversation? I would love to. <laughs> I love that song. <laughs> tell, me, tell, tell me about Luzi and Azaria. What what's their role in all of this? Oh, so, oh, in Simiomi or in the in, the music? Uh, in general? It, it seems like they're uh, that that they're part of the whole effort that the Klatsko family has undertaken. Yeah, the, the idea is that um, uh, music is the language of the soul, and uh, that's not just like that's just not a thing. It's it's who we are. We need to hear music. It takes us to the place. To a place where we need to get and until it came interestingly enough since it's sung all over the world we all know the words and that right. there's, a, there's a comfort level right there and that, that the yiddish part in that song is what my grandfather used to sing on seder night wow uh, after after we finished the seder so i composed the until it came but uh, there's no one like our god and then he would he would actually sing that in english and then in Yiddish, and then in German, and then in French. Amazing. And, uh, yeah, but we, we couldn't pull off anything but the English. <laughs> You know, you're you're somebody, by the way, and we'll we'll get to the song, everybody. It's just when Robert Klotz goes on, it's hard for me to sue it to end the conversation. <laughs> I, I find it too inspiring and fascinating. You're somebody who um, you know enjoys. I think the whole world knows this. Enjoys a massive crowd at your family Shabbos table, right? That would be accurate, correct? Right. It, it, it must. It, this whole pandemic must have been such a, not just a a challenge for you, but in some ways a a test for you. Um, and, and knowing you, there must have been some positives uh, to to not having the guests that you normally you know would have had during the regular year. How did you survive those months? Yeah, I mean, it was difficult because having the guests is our lifeblood. However, I. I would say I think I became a better father. Wow! Um, and uh, you know, we we don't want to believe we're good good parents, but in uh, in our heart of hearts, we could always do better, be better. And um, I gave my kids more focus, maybe myself a little more focus. And I, it, it's not to discount or have any kind of regrets that we're we're, we're going back 
to the large uh, Shabbatonim they're needed, and and my kids enjoy them. They they like the big Shabbatim, but there were definitely positive positives having a smaller crowd. And some of the guests in the smaller crowds also said that they enjoyed the personal attention. So, Interesting. Interesting. The cup is always full. I was just going to say, there's yeah, you don't even believe in the half full. You just believe the cup's always full. That's the end of it, <laughs> which is pretty amazing. Uh, I take this opportunity yeah. to wish, first of all, a lot of Hatzlacha. Everything you do, we're always wishing you a lot of Hatzlacha. And anything we could do to help out, you let us know. A lot of Hatzlacha with siyomyomi.org, siyomyomi.org. I hope a lot of our listeners do, in fact, sign up. And uh, I wish you and your entire family a uh, happy, healthy, sweet New Year. And we should really have a year of great celebration, peace, and happiness. Amen, amen. And you and your whole mishpach and all the good work that you do for so many years. It's uh, Hashem Shikri cost to double and triple that, triple your audience and triple your hashpa, your influence. Amen. Thank you so much, Rabbi Klatsko. Always a pleasure. Rabbi Ben-Sion Klatsko. On a Wednesday and a Thursday morning broadcast at America's one and only Jewish Moments in the Morning Radio program, heard on listeners sponsored digital radio. Round the world, the web, and AlchemSingle.com on the AlchemSingle Network, and of course, any beloved NSN app.
like I know There's no one like ours, say 